0: Hanukkah is really a celebration of supernatural victory,
1: that a ragtag group of several hundred could defeat a world power. And so God's faithfulness to intervene miraculously, time after time, through military victories or otherwise, and preserve the Jewish people, was essential to there being a Messiah born of the Jews. Simply impossible. It's possible but by God.
0: Did you know that Jesus was
1: Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming
0: up on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Bernis and I wanna thank you for joining us today. As we approach the end of the year, I know that many of you are probably looking forward to Christmas. However, Jesus himself actually celebrated a different holiday, the Feast of Dedication, also called Hanukkah. Now, you may be somewhat familiar with the story of Hanukkah, but today we're going to answer some questions that you may have always wondered, like why does Hanukkah last eight days? Ezra Benjamin is joining me once again today Ezra, before we answer that question, let's set the historical context for Hanukkah.
1: I'm going to turn it over to you to do that. Sure, a nine-branch uh, menorah called a hanukia. We have one right here, or you know, the dreidel that's spun, or you know, in our European Jewish tradition, potato latkes. I can, you know, I can smell it in in uh, uh, my memories now. Growing up, those potato pancakes and this winter festival, and all of those things are part of the tradition, but they're not in large part, actually part of the original context of what became known during Jesus' day as the Feast of Dedication. And later, later, the Festival of Lights. So uh, what we do know, Jonathan, is that Hanukkah, the events that became the, the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah, actually happened during what's called the intertestamental period. And what we mean by that is, Uh, This gap of several hundred years between when the last of the Old Testament or the Jewish scriptures are written, uh, ending with the book of Malachi, and then when the New Testament begins with Jesus' birth and the announcement of it. So in about the second century BC, as we've seen repeated throughout history, the Jewish people come under persecution. Not only their religious practices, but also their very existence. And uh, the, the Greek armies who were in charge of much of the known world of that day, in that time, uh, actually march into Jerusalem and as kind of a, a stick it to you against the Jewish people, they sacrifice a pig on the altar in the temple. So they desecrate the temple, this holiest site in Judaism where the presence of God dwelt, where Jewish men and women uh, were, were worshiping the Lord. In this temple they sacrifice a pig. We know in according to the Torah, according to Jewish law that a pig is of course unclean. It's not to be eaten and certainly not to be brought into the temple and so this pig, pig's blood renders the temple unusable for worship. Now some of the more zealous uh, God-fearing men in Israel called the Maccabees said this is the last straw. And they rise up and this ragtag army of only several hundred Maccabeans actually drives back and drives out this occupying force representing a major world empire. And so they have this really miraculous world victory. And now what to do about rededicating the temple? And as the story goes, they come back to the temple, they literally clear the dead bodies out, but the temple is ceremonially unclean. To restore worship. And one of the elements that's central in temple worship we see in the Jewish scriptures in the Torah is that a lampstand called a menorah had to be lit and it had to be lit uh, continually. Now, there was only enough oil to light this lampstand for one day. And as the story goes, as the historical records indicate, this one day's worth of oil to keep this lamp burning, to, re, to reinstitute worship in the temple in Jerusalem, miraculously lasts for eight days, which is more than enough time to formally rededicate the temple and reinstitute worship. So you have a couple things going on. You have a military victory. And you have this miraculous expansion of something which was not enough into something which is more than enough so the temple can be rededicated. And yeah, that's how we get the name We'll break Feast this of down a little
0: bit, really well told uh, sure. in such a short time. Uh, just a few things that I want to highlight that you mentioned to summarize. Right. First, we don't find this in the Old Testament Correct. because this takes place after the, the Old Testament is canonized. Right. So the books of the Hebrew scriptures right. are now... Codified. That's right. And in this period, you, the intertestamental period, Israel is once again overrun. Right. Uh, their, their captors uh, are demanding that they bow down and worship other gods, exactly. which is forbidden in Judaism. Exactly. And there's a revolt. Uh, right. So that revolt, the Maccabean revolt, that's right, ends in victory, a victory that we celebrate that's to right. this day. Yes. Okay, but it's interestingly in the New Testament, not in the Old. Exactly. The Feast of Dedication is mentioned in the New, in in, in the Book of John. the The second thing is the temple is desecrated, as you mentioned. Right. So it's it's rend- rendered useless. Right. They're no longer able to continue sacrifices, and after they gain victory, which is an absolute miracle that we celebrate totally. again, a ragtag tag army likely the first guerrilla warfare that we see used mm-hmm. in history. Right. Uh, and God is behind the scenes, of course, orchestrating mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. The temple is rededicated. That's so right. it's the Feast of Dedication. It's really the Feast of Rededication. Exactly. They're, they're rededicating the temple and they have this dilemma, right? Right. They don't have enough oil to render new oil. That's right. So we have the miracle of the oil. That's right. Burning for eight days, which answers the question, why
1: Hanukkah lasts for eight days. That's right. Right? And there's another reason, actually, Jonathan, and we don't have much time, but let me throw it in. If you look at the historical records from maybe the first or second century AD, after, after Yeshua's uh, death and resurrection, uh, the rabbis begin to disagree on why the holiday's eight days. And some people actually said it's because the Maccabeans celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot for a week plus that eighth day after the Feast of Sukkot uh, because they couldn't do it during the war against the uh, the occupying army, the war against the Greeks. And so one rabbi says, no, no, it's a celebration of Sukkot a couple months late. Another says, no, no, it's because the oil lasted for eight days, who's right and who's wrong? In Jewish tradition, we agree to disagree, but nonetheless, the of festival course, the is per- eight days.
0: The prevailing belief is that we have the miracle of expansion of the oil. Right. Now, it's interesting to note that the menorah is seven-branched. Right. This menorah is different. That's right, that's nine. It's nine-branched. Right. We're gonna talk about that, but it's it's eight days, but there's an additional candle. Eight plus one. Eight plus one, we'll talk about the plus one uh, a bit later because that's, that's an important point also.
1: We wanna get you one of these nine-candled Hanukkahs, a menorah, if you will, with nine candles instead of the normal seven as a thank you for standing with us today. But Jonathan, as, as I think of the, the festival of lights and this miracle of oil, I'm thinking of a community right now in Ukraine, a Jewish community and their neighbors, many of whom are living in cities with no light because the infrastructure's been bombed and who don't have the oil to heat their homes. We're doing something about that. And I want to ask you today to stand with us and help us do something to support and to serve struggling Ukrainian Jews and other Jewish communities struggling around the world. There, there's a
0: lot of parallels here. Right. Uh, this is a, a a military that is a world power that significantly outnumbers Ukraine sure, uh, in, in forces and, uh, and and equipment and so on, here's the concern. Over 50% of the power plants in Ukraine have intentionally been destroyed, leaving people without electric, leaving people without heat, Right. and we need to help them. And a project that we're undertaking with our partners yeah. is to get them stoves, to get them heaters, That's wood-burning right. heaters. Here's a picture right now, and we're gonna be uh,
1: working to, to,
0: to Keep people from freezing to death.
1: That's right. And Jonathan, $130 provides a wood burning stove to a Ukrainian home who only has an oil burning stove that they can't use because there's it, no oil. It's $130. It's amazing. Can help $130. Them
0: make it. So we want you to get involved. Uh, this is a tremendous need right now that we're investing in. And here's a great thing yeah. Jewish believers in Ukraine are helping the Ukrainian neighbors survive That's right. with food, with, uh, with medical supplies, with heaters like this, and we need you to get involved now. We'll send you the Hanukkah, we'll send you a little booklet I did on Hanukkah, and consider becoming a monthly partner as well, Shalom partner, we have some other materials we wanna get into your hands. Please, don't miss this opportunities. Here's how to get involved.
2: It's the time of year to celebrate God's faithfulness revealed through so many miraculous victories. Hanukkah, Feast of Dedication. That's actually the name of a booklet by Jonathan Burnus that explains the origin of the holiday and how it relates to Christmas. It's easy to read format picks up where today's conversation leaves off and you'll want to keep it close by as you light your very own Hanukkah. Computer-toned with gold-toned accents, this nine-branched menorah, an original design exclusive to Jewish Voice Ministries, will be a focal point of your own Hanukkah celebration for your gift of $40. To support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice, Jonathan will send you both the booklet and the inspiringly beautiful Hanukkah. Choose to become a new monthly Shalom partner for $30 a month and we'll send you a CD of music by talented Jewish believer, Marty Getz. Oh, see your Redeemer. Hear his voice like the roar of a thousand seas. Oh, wait, it's Festivals of Light, and nowhere else will you find a music collection celebrating both Christmas and Hanukkah. New Shalom partners will receive that uplifting CD, plus the daily devotional, Appointments with God. In these pages, you'll find scripture, thought-provoking questions, readings centered on the Jewish feasts. It would be our joy this holiday season to welcome you as a new Shalom partner and be assured your financial support in these troubled times goes much further than you could even imagine.
0: We've all seen the terrible destruction of homes and entire cities in Ukraine. It's devastating to see, and it's only getting more difficult during these winter months. I'm thankful that through the support of our partners like you, Jewish Voice has been able to help fund a number of humanitarian aid projects, including water purifiers, basic essentials, and even heat for homes, and putting food on the table of those in need during this cold winter. I wanna ask you to become a Shalom partner with us so that we can continue to reach out to Jewish people in Ukraine. Please join us today so that you can share the love of Jesus the Messiah to the war-torn people of Ukraine now.
2: Call this toll-free number. Our representatives are eager to hear from you. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv, scan the QR code, or you can mail your gift to this address. Your generosity and prayers will impact the lives of people we may never meet until we gather in eternity.
0: We're talking about Hanukkah, uh, some questions that uh, are yet to be answered. Before we get back into the discussion, I want to take a moment to say thank you to all of our Shalom partners. Your prayers and monthly support allow us to continue sharing the gospel with Jewish people and their neighbors around the world. We could not do this without your help. So thank you. It is so appreciated on behalf of all of us at Jewish Voice. We are so grateful to you. Ezra, the unanswered question, we have the Hanukkah. The, right. the typical menorah is, is seven branched. That's right. Uh, celebrating God's creation. Mm-hmm. Right, seven day creation, but the Hanukkah, the Hanukkah menorah is nine branched. Eight, we've already discussed, celebrate the miracle of the expansion of the oil burning for eight days, but there's nine. Talk about
1: the ninth. Sure, well, as you said, the eight are to represent that the oil lasted eight days, but there's this ninth candle, and depending on which Hanukkah you might have seen or you have in your home, maybe it's on the side, maybe it's in the center, but it's usually a little higher than the others or set aside distinct from the others. And that's the candle that you have to start with. And the idea is the other eight candles can't light themselves, Jonathan. There has to be a candle that lights all the others. There has to be one that begins the light that gives light to all the others. And that candle is called the shamash in Hebrew. And literally that means the servant candle I hope you're seeing what we're seeing. One called the servant, even though it may be higher than the others and distinct, actually serves all the others, and it's the light that gives light to all the others. This is what I love about Hanukkah as a Jewish believer in Jesus.
0: Right. Standing around the Hanukkah with my family, with right. my little girls, not so little anymore, one's about to head off to college, but there, we're lighting the, sh- yeah. the shamish, the servant candle. Yeah and that servant candle is lighting the others and we're recalling and, and confessing that Yeshua is the light of the world. That's right. We're declaring that he is the servant. That's right. And what he tells us, to, uh, what he exhorts us to do which is to spread the good news, to not be a light that's hid under a bushel, but that's on a hilltop that is bringing light to the world. That's right. So we're called to, Yeshua is the light of the world, but calls us to be a light. He says, you're the
1: light of the world. You're the the light light of the the world. world. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. You can't be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and then glorify your Father in heaven. And it's built into this observance every night. That's right. We light an additional candle so the
0: room gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Don't you see how great this is? This is why you should be doing this also. That's right. Because we're remembering Yeshua as the light of the world and that handoff. You're the light of the world. Amen. You're the light of
1: the world, now, Jonathan, and your servants. Before we run out of time, let's look quickly at that John 10 passage. Right, we said Jesus Yeshua celebrates Hanukkah. Well, how do we know that? And this is found in John 10, uh, chapter uh, verse 22. Excuse me, and it says. Then came the Feast of Dedication. Remember, Hanukkah is the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem, and it was winter. Well, some people say, well, maybe it was Sukkot. That could have been called a Feast of Dedication, too. No, we know it was Hanukkah because it was winter, not fall feast time. And it says, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. And maybe you're wondering, why is that in there? Why why does the author, why does John take special care to tell us Jesus is not only in the temple, but walking in Solomon's portico, Solomon's colonnade. And it says the Jews who were there gathered around Yeshua saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jonathan, to understand what's going on here, we need to think back to this historical account called Maccabees that was written again, recounting the story of the Feast of Dedication. And if you remember, the pig's blood made the stones of the altar ceremonially unclean. So even though the temple was rededicated, stones covered in the blood of swine cannot be used ever again to worship the Lord. But these were holy stones. These were the stones of the altar itself. What to do? Well, the book of Maccabees tells us, it's a historical account that these stones were pushed to a corner of the temple in Solomon's portico. And it's written in the book of Maccabees that the leaders in the Jewish community said, one day when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us what to do with these stones. And so here's what a Yeshua in the temple during Hanukkah, standing at Solomon's portico. And the people are saying, if you're the Mashiach, if you're the one we're waiting for, tell us plainly. And Jesus yeah. of course says, I-, I told you, it's clear by the works that I do that I'm the Messiah, but many of you don't have eyes to see it.
0: Yeah. And if you're the Messiah, tell us what to do with these stones. Exactly. They've been sitting here for 160 years. Right, so much years. if we
1: understand the Hebrew context of the New Testament scriptures, they come alive. Yeah,
0: g- great bringing that up, Ezra. What, it really lends context. Right. So interesting that Hanukkah it is not mentioned in the, the Old Testament, but it clearly is in the New. That's right. Very intentionally, very purposefully it is mentioned and it's a great holiday to observe uh, because Yeshua it, it's just it's filled with symbolism that points to Yeshua so uh, we encourage you to uh, get your Hanukkah. if you have kids grandkids gather around together and remember Yeshua as the light of the world and his command to us that we're to be a light in darkness and as servants were to spread the good news
1: of Messiah and bring light in darkness. That falls on you. Jonathan, one of the ways those watching today can be the light is to provide practical help and hope, even healing to those who right now in this season of their lives are walking in darkness. And one of the Jewish communities I'm thinking of that's maybe walking in some of the deepest darkness on earth right at this moment are the Jewish people and their neighbors suffering in Ukraine who literally, because of lack of access to oil, like the story of Hanukkah, not enough oil to make it through the winter are in danger of freezing to death in their homes.
0: There's a lot of parallels between Hanukkah and what's going on in, in Ukraine right. right now. Right. Uh, invaded by an army that vastly outnumbers them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they've been under-equipped. Yep. Uh, 50% of the uh, uh, power plants are uh, offline. They've been bombed by Russia, we need to help. Uh, we are helping and we can do more. We are not going to allow people to freeze to death. Right. And be- while we have the opportunity to do something. That's so right. I want to show you a picture. We actually have uh, wood burning stoves, heaters that we're distributing. Ezra, this looks like a several thousand dollar unit. But they only cost, and in
1: the U.S. it might be—it's miraculously maybe—it's $130. $130 provides a wood-burning stove, just like the one you see in the picture, for a family, a Jewish family in Ukraine, to stay warm without access to heating oil throughout the winter the winter, and we want to ask you today to get involved, not only to provide wood-burning stoves for the Ukrainian Jewish community, but also to stand with us as we're actively meeting the needs of Jewish communities in harm's way or whose survival is even threatened in Eastern Europe and around the world. What's
0: amazing is that the Jewish believing community are helping the Ukrainian brothers and sisters, elderly in particular, uh, with basic essentials, foodstuffs, Uh, we've been sending water filters. They really need our help. We want to ask you to sow into this ministry so that we can help them. This is an investment, and I really encourage you to become a monthly supporter, a Shalom partner. Here's how to get involved.
2: It's the time of year to celebrate God's faithfulness, revealed through so many miraculous victories. Hanukkah, Feast of Dedication. That's actually the name of a booklet by Jonathan Burness that explains the origin of the holiday and how it relates to Christmas. It's easy to read format picks up where today's conversation leaves off and you'll want to keep it close by as you light your very own Hanukkah. Pewter toned with gold toned accents, this nine branched menorah, an original design exclusive to Jewish Voice Ministries will be a focal point of your own Hanukkah celebration for your gift of $40. To support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice, Jonathan will send you both the booklets and the inspiringly beautiful Hanukkah. Choose to become a new monthly Shalom partner for $30 a month. And we'll send you a CD of music by talented Jewish believer, Marty Getz. Oh, see your Redeemer. Hear His voice like the roar of a thousand seas. It's Festivals of Light, and nowhere else will you find a music collection celebrating both Christmas and Hanukkah. New Shalom partners will receive that uplifting CD, plus the daily devotional, Appointments with God. In these pages, you'll find scripture, thought-provoking questions, readings centered on the Jewish feasts. It would be our joy this holiday season to welcome you as a new Shalom partner and be assured your financial support in these troubled times goes much further than you could even imagine.
0: We've all seen the terrible destruction of homes and entire cities in Ukraine. It's devastating to see, and it's only getting more difficult during these winter months. I'm thankful that through the support of our partners, like you, Jewish Voice has been able to help fund a number of humanitarian aid projects, including water purifiers, basic essentials, and even heat for homes, and putting food on the table of those in need during this cold winter. I wanna ask you to become a Shalom partner with us so that we can continue to reach out to Jewish people in Ukraine. Please join us today so that you can share the love of Jesus the Messiah to the war-torn people of Ukraine now.
2: Call this toll-free number. Our representatives are eager to hear from you. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv scan the QR code, or you can mail your gift to this address. Your generosity and prayers will impact the lives of people we may never meet until we gather in eternity.
0: I want to say it again. I said it before, I want to say it again. I can't say it enough. God is a miracle working God. That's right. Miracles are an everyday occurrence uh, with God, and all we need to do is to trust Him to reach out to ask, and uh, He wants to do a miracle in your life. Whatever th- you fill in the blank, we want to agree with you as we pray now to a miracle work in God. So let's just join together. Sure. We'll begin by praying for Ukraine and the, uh, the those that are suffering in Ukraine. Sure and believe in God for your miracle. Lord, we thank you that you're a miracle-working God. We thank you that Hanukkah uh, is filled with miracles, miracles of expansion, miracles of provision, miracles of, of conquering, of overcoming uh, victory. And we speak victory into people's lives. Father, we pray for Ukrainians that are suffering now, that are uh, cold that are without food or, or heat or electric uh, or light, we pray, Father, that you would send them provision. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we pray that they would hear and receive the gospel, that you would turn what the enemy meant for evil to good. Yeah. And we thank you, Father, for uh, watching over and caring for millions of Ukrainians and, and, and Jews in Ukraine. Father, we pray for families, for restoration of families during this holiday season. We pray for salvation, for family salvation. We pray for divine provision. We thank you, Lord, for healing. Lord, the report of the doctors is overruled by the report of your word that says, by the wounds of Messiah, we are healed. So receive your miracle now in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can log on to Jewish Voice, one word, jewishvoice.tv. You can also send us your prayer request right on the website. We have a team here at Jewish Voice that's committed to praying for your requests by name, and we believe in the power of prayer, and we believe that God cares about you, and we care about you. It's, it's, it's a God that's alive today, the same God of Hanukkah want to touch you. As we close our program, I want to remind you also to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 exhorts us to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, and I encourage you to do that. And until next time, this is Jonathan Burnus along with Ezra Benjamin saying shalom and God bless you.